Hi you guys, welcome back to Sit Still with Sierra, or welcome if this is your first time listening. My name is Sierra Lyons, I'm 21 years old, and I started this podcast at the beginning of quarantine. Um, I was like, you know what, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while, and what better time to start a podcast than when you're stuck at home with nowhere to go. So that's just a little bit of background on why I started this podcast. It's all about being introspective and self-reflective and to just give you a minute to escape the problems of the world for about 15 to 25 minutes and listen to my voice that hopefully is not too painful for you to listen to. (laughs) Before I get into this episode, if you're not already following me on Instagram, make sure you follow me at sitstillwithsierra and that's the same username for my Facebook page as well. Also, if you enjoy this episode, make sure you share it with a friend or two because I think this is going to be a really fun episode and someone else is going to want to hear this. So I'm just going to dive right in. I was looking at my podcast list of ideas and my phone um, last night on my notes app and I saw that I had like childhood faves and how they shaped me or something like that on the list but it wasn't really thought out and I was like you know what this could be a really fun episode to do Um, the past two episodes I've been talking about consumerism and how we have the power to shape and mold what we consume on a daily basis Um, the last episode I kind of talked about how my parents when when me and my two older sisters were much younger, how they, you know, really protected us from what we watched on TV or what we listened to, and that obviously has impact on how I kind of shield myself today from things that I listen to and things that I watch. But I was like, you know what? I, I, I had a great childhood. I don't want it to sound like we weren't allowed to watch TV. We had to play in the grass all day. No, I had a great childhood. I watched so much TV as a kid. Um, Played outside, played games. So I had a great childhood and I just want to share some of my favorite things from my childhood and how it kind of has shaped me, not shaped me into who I am today, but it's a part of who I am. So I am very excited for this episode because what a throwback. Um, I'm doing a special episode where I'm premiering this on a Thursday, Throwback Thursday. So if you're listening to this and it's not a Thursday, that's kind of why the title of this episode is what it is. Um, So I'm just going to dive right in, but before I do, I actually did a poll, a few polls on my Instagram, and it hasn't been 24 hours yet, but over 50 of you have already voted, so I'm just going to go ahead and share the results. So I kind of always do this thing with my sisters where I put two TV shows together that we liked. Like, I'll do, do you like Moesha or do you like The Parkers better? Or I'll be like, do you like um, High School Musical or Cheetah Girls better? And they have to pick which one. And it's just a fun little this or that game. But I did that on my Instagram just to get inside of you guys' heads a little bit and see what you watched growing up. Um, or which one you like better. So I did three of those and I'll just read the results really quickly and then I'll share my opinion even though it's really hard to decide on some of these. So the first two shows that I put together were Lizzie McGuire or That's So Raven. If you are born after this time and you did not watch these two shows, I'm really sorry you missed out on some great shows. Um, If you were older and you didn't watch these shows, you missed out as well. They were great. Um, 16 of you, so... That would be 29% of you voted for Lizzie McGuire, and then 71% of you, or 39 of you, voted for That's So Raven. So, That's So Raven clearly won by a landslide. I almost feel like it's not fair to compare those two shows together. I feel like I could have gone with shows that were a little bit, maybe a little bit more similar in plot. They're both about teenage girls navigating through high school, but obviously the dynamic of Raven being sidekick kind of makes a difference. So. 
Those shows are, you know, they contrast very differently, but that's where Raven won that one. And then I said Club Penguin, which if you don't know what Club Penguin is, I used to be obsessed with Club Penguin. But even more than Club Penguin, I was obsessed with Toontown. So I put Club Penguin and Toontown together. They're both games where you're like, you are in a little world, you're a penguin on Club Penguin on Toontown. It's Disney, it was Disney. Um, you were different animals, like a duck or a dog. And I said, pick which one. Now, 31 of you voted for Club Penguin, 65% of you, and 17 of you voted for Toontown um, at 35%. If you voted for Toontown, I'm sorry, but you are among the elite, okay? Not everyone even knows about Toontown, or for those of you who did know about Toontown, you, may not, you might not have been allowed to download it because it does slow down your computer greatly, um, like a lot. I remember me and my sister would download it onto our computer and it would slow it down because like, I don't know how much storage it takes up, I don't know what it is, like the processor that it takes for it to run. But yeah, if you chose Toontown, you are among the elite. I loved Club Penguin, like loved it. I had a puffle, even though I'd forget to feed it and it would run away. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, this probably sounds very foreign to you, but um, every penguin had a pet puffle and we had an igloo that we lived in and you play games and things like that. And you could like chat with your friends. But Toontown, I'm sorry, Toontown was the best. And um, it was, it, it ended because Toontown is, like I said, it's Disney and I don't know all the details of why it got shut down, but I was just tweeting one day a, a couple months ago in quarantine about Toontown and my friend tweeted me, he was like, well, there's Toontown Reloaded and it's literally the, the exact same thing. So I immediately downloaded it onto our home computer. I played it like three times and then I forgot about it. So obviously I'm not a good Toontowner anymore, but it is a fantastic game. Okay, the last one that I had was Fresh Prince or Martin. And 82% of you, 42 of you voted for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Nine of you voted for Martin. I choose Fresh Prince even as an adult, but I realized when I did this poll that some people might have voted for Fresh Prince because Martin was a little bit more mature and you might not have watched that as a kid. Or maybe some of you just really liked the Fresh Prince much better. I know that I um, was not allowed to watch Martin as a kid. Um, and Fresh Prince, you know, there were some things in there here and there, but Fresh Prince overall was much cleaner. Um, but even as an adult, I still prefer the Fresh Prince. Sometimes Martin really gets on my nerves, even though he's funny. It's kind of like Steve Urkel. Um, with Family Matters, like, where Family Matters, I hate that show now, because Steve Urkel irks my soul. Um, kind of the same thing with Martin is that he kind of really gets in my nerves sometimes, so sometimes it's difficult to watch. But I thought that was really fun. I did those three. I will do some more on my Instagram. This was on my personal Instagram, so you can follow me there as well, at Sierra Elizabeth, Elizabeth spelled an S, not a Z, underscore. So that's my personal Instagram if you want to keep doing those polls. I always do fun little polls on there. So that was fun, but I just want to dive into some of my childhood favorites, um, some more of them, and just talk about how they might have shaped my, my you know, adult years how they have helped me to be creative and adventurous and imaginative. And I have, you know, the graphic for this episode. I have some great shows on there. Now, Liz McGuire, if I had to put Liz McGuire and That's a Raven against each other, I think I would pick That's a Raven um, for a couple reasons. One being there's more episodes. There's four seasons of That's a Raven. There's only two seasons of Liz McGuire. So that's the only reason why I might pick um, 
well, that's one of the reasons why I might pick That's a Raven over Liz McGuire, but I really do love Liz McGuire. Um, it, it's not one of those shows where it's like, she's a secret pop star, she's a spy, she has a double life, she dances in her backyard when the sun goes down. No, she was just a regular girl who was in middle school trying to figure her life out, who wasn't popular, who wasn't the most gorgeous girl in school. She was just a regular, degular girl who faced regular, degular problems. And that's what made the show so relatable and so fun to watch. Um, I watched Liz McGuire when I was a kid, like when I was like five years old. So obviously I wasn't in middle school, but I remember getting into middle school or being in middle school and even high school some. And I would watch Liz McGuire on YouTube before, you know, Disney Plus or before Disney Now when you couldn't go back and, like, watch the archived episodes. And I'm like, wow, what a great show. Like, this just talks about regular problems. They talked about eating disorders. The, the famous episode where she gets a bra for the first time and she's, like, screaming, I want a bra. Yeah, that episode. Everyone knows that episode. But she just had regular everyday problems. And I feel like it's such a good show no matter if you were alive you know, back then when the show was popular. I feel like if you're in middle or high school, it's still a really good show. The movie is iconic. I can probably quote the whole movie to you because I've seen it so many times. But Lucy McGuire just reminded me that just regular everyday people are cool and special too. You don't have to be a spy. You don't have to be uh, a triplet. You don't have to be a secret pop star with a hidden agenda. Um, you can just be a regular person. So that's why I really appreciate Lucy McGuire. I just like the normalcy of that show. A lot of Disney shows always have these elaborate plots, but I think some of their best shows were when they just had regular families like Even Stevens or Liz McGuire or That's a Raven is not regular, obviously, in the sense that she's psychic, but she still had regular everyday problems. So I really miss that side of Disney when they just had normal people, normal plots, normal scenarios. So yeah, that's Lizzie McGuire. The next thing I have on my little graphic is A Different World. Now, oh my god, I've been watching A Different World since I was like four. I don't know how many times I have seen the series um, all the way through. Anybody who's a real Different World fan knows that the first season does not pop like seasons two through six. Sorry, um, I love Lisa Bonet, but the plot is so much better. I'm sorry with Jasmine Guy being who plays Whitley as her being the protagonist as opposed to Lisa Bonet. I'm sorry, but it's true. Everyone knows the show is better seasons two through six. But A Different World obviously shaped so much of my life um, in the sense that I attend an HBCU, Go Rattlers, um, and I, I, you know, everyone dreams, like when you watch A Different World, if you don't dream about going to an HBCU after watching that show, I don't really know what to tell you. Like, the, the plot, the... The nostalgia you feel when you watch the show, it makes you wish that you were going to college in the 90s um, because it's just such a good plot. Like I said, it's it's one of those shows, like shows back then were just regular shows with regular people. Um, it just shows you like the diaspora, the African diaspora. It shows you our culture so richly. It takes you through real life scenarios. So I really, really love A Different World. It ha will always be one of my favorite shows. Um, and who didn't want a Whitley and, <laughs> and Dwayne kind of love? Um, I really, really like, like I said, all the characters are so developed and well thought out in this show. They're so different. Freddie's a hippie. You know, Kim is going to school to be a doctor. So it just gives you a really diverse cast and a really diverse perspective. 
and it really just makes you want to go to an HBCU. So we love a different world. One of my favorite shows forever. Um, me and my sister Faith really, really, it, my, all of my sisters, we really love this show. But me and my sister Faith went to FAMU, or I currently go to FAMU, so it holds a special place in my heart. Um, another show that I love, these two actresses, I love them, and that's Tia and Tamara. Anybody who knows me, they know that I love Tia and Tamara so much. Sister Sister will always be one of my favorite shows ever. Um, and more so than just Sister Sister is Tia and Tamara Mori, who are 42. I am recording this episode. Yesterday was their birthday. That's crazy to even think about. They are two of my favorite actresses, if not my favorite actresses of all time. Like, their shows, their movies are so iconic and just so pure. And I think more so than what the show taught me, Sister Sister, but the actresses that they are one of the few childhood act actresses that unfortunately didn't go go crazy like I wish that was the case for more childhood stars but they were raised so well they didn't get caught up in drugs they didn't get caught up in addiction they didn't get caught up in you know craziness in Hollywood which I'm sure they're really grateful for but they are just really good role models I really really love them both I love watching the real daytime Tamara's on there I love watching them cook on their Instagram and 17 again if you don't know what 17 again is I'm not talking about the one with Zac Efron I'm talking about the original 17 again with Tia Tam Tamara and their little brother Taj. It's my favorite movie of all time. If you ask me what my favorite movie is, it's that movie. Um, but yeah, they're just really good role models as actresses. Um, I don't really look up to celebrities as role models or idols or things like that, but they are one of the few stars that I can say like has stayed in the industry for so long and they didn't go berserk. Um, they were not manipulated by Hollywood and things like that. And they may not be the most popular act actresses, but they have still been working. They've still been in the industry. And I think that they have just shaped me into seeing that, you know, not everybody has to go off the deep end. Not everybody has to, you know, have drug addictions and alcoholism and things like that. They're just really, really good actors um, and really good parents. And they like seeing their life now, like I said, they're 42 now, which is crazy. But seeing their life now is so cool, seeing how they've stuck to themselves all these years. So I really admire them. Um, now, next up, I have, I already talked about Club Penguin and Toontown a lot. So I'm kind of going to skip over those. But yes, I was obsessed, obsessed with Toontown and Club Penguin. And I think that shaped me into being very imagine uh very creative because you have to like build your own little igloo you have to go on these missions for toontown and it just was amazing to me amazing before disney shut down the toontown and their and disney world's park i wanted to go so bad go fight the cogs in person but it was of course is like you know they change things in disney all the time so i never got to go before they shut it down but i'm excited that toontown reloaded is still alive and well um, the next thing that I want, the next show that I want to talk about is Rugrats. Oh my god, I can talk about Nickelodeon shows all day long. Um, Nickelodeon shows in the 90s and early 2000s are elite. Like, I just want you all to stop for a second and think about how great Nickelodeon shows were. We have Rugrats. We have all that. We have The Amanda Show. We have Keenan and Kel. We have so many good shows. Um, and of course, later on in the early 2000s, we had shows like Drake and Josh, which were awesome. So many of these shows were created by Dan Schneider. Like, our childhood with Nickelodeon is thanks to Dan Schneider. Um, there are so many good shows from Nickelodeon. Um, I love the comedy sketch shows like The Amanda Show and all that and Keenan and Kel. 
I I love those shows. Like if they had some sort of vault like Disney Plus, like if Nickelodeon had something like that, I would be watching it all day long. Um, Rugrats definitely taught me to not lose my imagination because they're always going on an adventure. It also taught me to be adventurous, but it, more so than anything, it taught me to be a responsible parent in the future when I become a parent because they lost their kids like nearly every episode and I would always be so stressed out as a kid. I'm just like, how can they never keep up with their babies? Like they're literally sliding down a laundry chute. They're literally lost in the mall. They have no eyes on them. So I think that that taught me to be responsible with children um, as well as being adventurous and imaginative. Um, Toy Story and Rugrats are, I consider the two like animated shows and movies that really taught me to keep an imagination, like the way that Andy would play with his toys and the way that the babies would go on adventures. It taught me to be adventurous and there were some really deep life lessons in Rugrats, okay? Like Chucky with his mom dying, that was like, I, I was not prepared for that as a little kid. I don't know why they put that in a kid show because that kind of scarred me as a kid, but that's, hey, that's someone's reality. Some kids didn't grow up with their, their mom or their dad. They had a parent pass away, so that's real. But Rugrats was that show. It helped me to be creative and imaginative. And another good show from Nickelodeon that I really, really, really am in love with still is Hey Arnold. Um, my dad loved Hey Arnold. Like He would actively sit there and watch it, not because we were watching it, but because he genuinely liked it. Um, it's such a good show. I can't believe like how real it is. I still don't know his last name, which bothers me. I know that they came out with a movie like a couple years ago, but I don't think anybody really liked it. I haven't seen it yet, but Hang Arnold was such a good show. And I always said, <laughs> I always said when I was younger that I had a crush on Arnold and people are like, my sister's like, he is not cute. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no people, I'm not attracted to him because of how he looks. I'm attracted to his mature personality. Like that was my reasoning behind why I had a crush on him. So needless to say, that kind of shapes who I am today. I care more about people's personalities than what they look like to a certain extent. Um, but yeah, I had a crush on Arnold when I was little, which is kind of weird to even look back and think about, but yeah, I did. Um, the last show that I'm going to talk about is Kim Possible. Oh my god, I was in love with Kim Possible. The theme song is a bop. The theme song is actually better than the show itself, like the plot, it, the, the concept is idea, the execution, not so much, but when I was a kid, you cannot tell me anything. I was obsessed with Kim Possible. My sisters tried to bait me and it worked. There, I was like four, okay, let me preface this story with the fact that I was four, but they were like, who do you love more? Or who do you want to be like more? Something like that. They're like, Jesus or Kim Possible? And I paused and I cried, but I still answered Kim Possible. Now, you know, obviously today I love Jesus more than Kim Possible, but I feel bamboozled and trapped that they even asked me that because they knew how obsessed I was. How obsessed I was with Kim Possible. I wanted to be a spy for the longest. I, I told my mom and dad, I was like, when I grow up, I want to be a spy because of Kim Possible probably. So she definitely shaped a lot of my years, but obviously now today I do not want to be a spy. But she was a thick part of my childhood. And the last movie that I will say and my sisters are probably, if they're listening, they're probably about to like scream, is my ultimate favorite movie as a child, 
was The Little Rascals. Now, most of you have maybe seen The Little Rascals, but I watched it every single day. I'm not joking, I watched it every single day. My mom told me later on in life that that is how she would trick me into cleaning up, is she would put on The Little Rascals, so I'm kind of offended, but whatever it took to get the job done. But I would watch it every single day, so much so that I broke the VHS tape and it wouldn't play anymore, and my sisters were happy, but it's okay because like when I was 13, my sister bought me the DVD, and now it's obviously on Netflix, and I sat down with my niece when she was like one and a half, two, and we watched the entire movie, and she doesn't sit down for anything that long. So the fact that she sat down and watched the whole movie tells you what a glamorous and golden movie The Little Rascals really is. Um, I can probably still quote the whole movie to you because that's how much I watched it, but that, that just shaped my childhood and or shaped me in the sense that I watched it every single day. So it became a part of me. Um, they do ballet in the movie. I did ballet, so I feel like I related to them in a sense, like Darla and me were one and the same kind of. So yeah, um, <laughs> I just really, really loved all of these shows and movies. They definitely have stuck with me. I can talk for eons about different childhood shows that I really liked watching growing up. Um, on my Facebook, I, I did a couple shows there as well. The results, um, not a lot of people use the polls on Facebook, so I feel like the results aren't thick enough, but the shows that I put against each other were Family Matters and The Cosby Show which I would definitely choose the Cosby Show over Family Matters. Like I said, Steve Urkel drives me nuts. Um, and then I said riding bikes or making mud pies. Um, I would choose riding bikes, but making mud pies was so fun in the backyard. I remember my mom used to like, in the kitchen window you can see into our backyard, she would be like making brownies and me and my sister would be making mud pies and we'd show them to her, so that was fun. And then the last thing that I did in my Facebook poll was recess or Friday movie day at school. Now, I loved recess playing outside, but Friday movie day was also lit when the teacher would roll in the, uh, the TV um, on the little cart or if, the, if you were you know, among the elite and you had projectors in all of your classrooms and having projector movie Friday. So fun. I miss elementary school. If I could go back to fifth grade for one day, I would because it was lit. But yeah, I had a great childhood. I had so many adventures outside with my sisters. I had so much fun obsessing over the cheetah girls with my friends in first grade, arguing over who was which cheetah girl. I still say that I'm Galleria, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, yeah, I just had a really good childhood and so much of it had to do with good TV, good movies, and just wholesome content like that. Playing outside, being outside riding my bike, I, I swear, I keep saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy myself a bike because I used to ride my bike like almost every day in the summer with my sister. Um, so I'm gonna get back to that. But I really, really liked my, loved my childhood. We had so much fun. My parents, you know, did the absolute best they could. If we were ever struggling for money, I would never know because my parents made us feel like we were rich every single day. Um, we had a great childhood with so much fun. And I'm, you know, they say that a lot of your childhood trauma shapes who you are today, but I think that we should also look at the joyful moments of our childhood as well and look at how that shaped us and how the things that we consumed as children kind of had an impact on us today, the good things. So it was very fun to reflect on that. It was very fun to look back and think back to these great shows and games and TV shows. And I wanna hear on my Instagram what you guys were into when you were a kid, what shows you watched. 
So like I said, make sure you're following me at Sitsko with Sierra. And my personal Instagram is at Sierra Elizabeth underscore. So you can follow me there as well. I hope you guys have a safe day. I hope this brought you some joy and some nostalgia and some fun. And I will see you guys next episode. Well, you will hear me next episode. <laughs> Bye.